A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Hello everybody, welcome to the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I'm your host Scott Tilford, joined by Josh Brown. Hello Scott. And joined by Jules Gill. Hello everyone. Popping by on the weekday. Now we've not told Mr. Jules Gill what the angle of the podcast is. Me and Josh having a little cheeky conversation upstairs before we came down to the recording booth. Um, and we thought we'd talk about Resident Evil. We thought we'd do something Ooh. about the Ooh. future of Resident Evil as an IP. Also, because you guys just recorded a video on mm-hmm. we can't talk about because we are embargoed, um, but we can point you in the vague direction of looking forward to some point in time when that video may or may not be available to stay within <laughs> the, the embargo vague rules. plug ever. I you, can't say you, anything else. They'll may, come for you me. You may or may not enjoy some content that may or may not be coming out soon. <laughs> Um, but yes, Resident Evil, it's a thing. It's a cool thing. And there are some talking points surrounding that IP. Yes, like Josh said, Resident Evil 4 Remake is coming up very soon. But I kind of thought we should do a little check-in on Resident Evil as an IP. Mm-hmm. Because to me, there's quite a few interesting talking points. Um, because their identity, I feel like you know they experimented with first-person stuff in Resident Evil 7 Resident Evil 8. But we also had a shift, or a reminder, of how awesome third-person Resident Evil is when they did the RE2 and RE3 remakes. Mm-hmm. RE4 is coming up. And even the DLC for RE Village was back into third-person as a toggle. And so I'm kind of, I'm kind of just curious. I want to do an open question. Um, well, oh, Jules, you could raise the little finger. I'm just going to get my point out right early, early doors, okay. my friends. I genuinely think that Resident Evil as a franchise is the most successfully incompetent series in the world, <laughs> and I absolutely love this franchise. Do not get me wrong. If you cut me, I bleed, merchant. But when it nice. comes out, the problem is, is that this game is meant to be a survival horror franchise. Mm-hmm. And every single time they put out a survival horror game, the next one that follows is a little bit more action. It's a little bit more bombastic. It's a little less horrific and more sort of gore for the sake of gore. True. Then they get a bit too far and all the fan base just goes, oh, oh, oh come on, lads. You're getting a bit t- silly now. It's a bit over Zombies the top. Zombies have got guns Yeah, now. exactly. Yeah. So they just go, oh, okay, okay. Sonic the Hedgehog was a bad idea. So let's just dial it back. Let's just dial it back a little bit and do it again, horror thing, but with a new twist. And let's have a quick look at the franchise to prove that I'm right. Resident Evil <laughs> 1 comes out. Fantastic. Fantastic. Resident Evil 2 comes out. Bit more action, a little less suspense, but still pretty much on par, if not better in some areas than the sequel. Resident Evil 3 comes out. It's action, baby. Oh, let's draw back a bit because the reviews aren't as good for Nemesis, despite what people remember about it. So Resident Evil 4 comes out. Boom. It's over the shoulder camera. It's suspenseful. It's horrific. It's fantastic. Five comes out. <sighs> Six comes out. <sighs> let's redo it again. Let's redo it again. Seven comes out. It's first person. It's in your face. It's survival horror. Yes. Resident Evil 8 Village comes out. It's action again. So it's worrying <laughs> me. Werewolves. Unless they've got a new angle for Resident Evil 9 coming out. I don't know, man. I think we're going to get very silly very quickly again if we keep down this route. They need to reinvent mm. themselves. Otherwise, they just get a bit too far away from the core message. Well, 
going off your like cyclical sets of three nature, then the next game would be the most action-y so far, and then they would reset It's going to be Josh's favourite game, because it will be basically Resident Evil 6 in first person again. You'll be playing, <laughs> what's his name, Jake Wesker again. Just being like, it's just, all it is is just like you control his fists and feet all at once. With I was the say, that's in VR. That's all it is. Yeah. <laughs> Bring back Jake Wesker, man. Bring back those Why? martial arts moves. Show me your special move, Jake Wesker. I want to be doing that in VR, like you said. I think that would be absolutely sick. Give me the Jake Wesker mod for Resident Evil 8 so I can be like absolutely suplexing these werewolves that try to <laughs> ambush me from you get, the night. You get a bonus uh, critical damage thing if you can throw an apple in the air, punch a zombie in the face and catch it before it lands. <laughs> Just because it's like, you know yes, what? We get, VR's like, made like, for like, that. We get it, Wesker. You, we, we, you are the uh, Devil May Cry reject. We understand this. Like It's not that <laughs> franchise. Get out. Much to the chagrin of my girlfriend, I've been trying to um, fully get the ability of throwing up my pistol in Resident Evil 8, catching it, then shooting one of the uh, monsters in the face. I can never do it. The, the gun falls on the floor. I have to scramble to pick it back up, and it's, it's, it's a nightmare. But before the end of this campaign, I will have mastered that technique, and I'll be pulling trick shots like Revolver Ocelot. Oh, I was going to say, yeah. can you can you let go of a gun like like flip it backwards so it flips backwards and catch it? I don't think you can like do it around your finger, but you can certainly throw it in the air and like flick it that way and then catch so it. Spin minutes in the air as well. It does. It does. You can dual wield in this game, can't you? In the VR version, yes, you can. And that's, you that's a, can. You've got like a shotgun in one hand and a pistol in the other. And you're just walking along like John Rambo, just like bam, 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 bam. <laughs> it does actually look really good. That that, and they they actually seem to have put a lot of work into the VR section of this. Mm. They have, but interestingly, going back to your point, Jules, it's it's scarier in VR. But what made Resident Evil 7 so scary in VR is that that game was built from the ground up to terrify you because yeah. it was yeah. going back to basics almost, trying to refine its roots. But similar to what you were saying, I almost view Resident Evil as kind of like the Metal Gear of like the survival yes. horror world. Yes, that Because is it perfect. does have those kind of like, you know, more insane over-the-top B-movie moments and more importantly it's driven by a company in this case who clearly wants to do something else like Hideo Kojima (laughs) wanted to get get away from Metal Gear (laughs) and is forced to come back to its roots every time is humbled every single time uh, by Mm. what the fans actually want which in that case was more Metal Gear by Hideo Kojima and in this case it's (laughs) more focus on horror please the thing is like thinking about their identity over time like and Jules mentioned like the sort of cyclical nature of it because for me I mean I love RE4 like the original mm-hmm, is one of my mm-hmm, favorites mm-hmm. I do remember it's like RE4 is held up as like the one where things changed a lot when they started being more over the top and like Salvador and all these over the yeah. top characters like big bosses and everything but I feel like there's always a part of them that just can't fully divorce themselves from that like I really hate the final boss in RE7 where like you've established a tone for so oh, long yeah. and then it's and like Chris is like big old <laughs> well there's him but it's like the, the big like goop monster the baker turns yeah, into it's yeah, like this giant yeah. squid thing and I feel like they always kind of want to have that they almost have the like that new suicide squad with the weak spots on the bosses yes. and it's like they were kind of doing that in RE7 and stuff so like yeah for their identity I wonder um, to kind of bring it back to that first third person split thing or that general idea of like how do they scare you um, I want Resident Evil in third person going forward I don't know if they round out the first person trilogy but listen, I don't know. you third person lovers are already <laughs> eating well stop <laughs> being selfish and wanting everything in third person I'm not this asking I'm not asking everything to be in first person fellas is what I'm saying but all are. I'm saying is you've got Resident Evil 4 you've got Resident Evil 2 remake, you got the 3 remake, you got yes. Shadows of Rose. You, yeah. you could even play it in third person now thanks I'm to so the latest I'm so glad that they added back that in. 
But it's, it, that, it's that weird third person that like Fallout and Elder Scrolls has, where it's not third person really. It's like that we- it's first person, but the camera's detached and it moves weird. Only in one of the games, though. At least the other mm. ones are dedicated third person experiences and you have the choice. I don't have the choice to play Resi 2 in first person. I'd bloody love it, even if it was, you know, <laughs> yeah. Rockstar first person or if it was Elder Scrolls first person. For me, the the thing that Resident Evil is known for after being a kind of unintentionally shambolic mess from game to game that somehow manages to succeed and gain (laughs) beloved fans like us is its constant state of reinvention whether that's out of desperation for sales or not like i Mm. love the fact that we had the zombie era we had the fixed camera era we moved away from it for something new it reinvented itself when that started getting stale it reinvented it itself again with new characters with a new perspective and we got something new i would like one more first-person Resident Evil game in the main series before it did something new again. For as much as I know people love third-person and this might be sacrilegious, I don't think Resident Evil is healthy if it becomes defined by just one style of play because it's never Mm. been that. It has had eras for sure, but it's almost too limiting for me to kind of just want to box it in in that way and say everything has to be the Resi 4 style over-the-shoulder experience because it's never been that in totality. Do you know what I love about it as a series is that it made its changes depending on what tech was coming up at the time. Like you look at Resident Evil 1 and maybe it's hard to appreciate nowadays when you see how good graphics are and how well we're treated aesthetically. The idea of using the fixed camera angle so that they could put more detail into the backgrounds to make up for the limited uh, performance hardware that they were running on at the time was an inspired choice to make mm. the, the most atmospheric game that they could. Moving it to the uh, over-the-shoulder perspective to generate that more heightened sense of action and tense as they start closing in around you and you can see people over your shoulder effectively on that is another way that they used uh, current tech to do it again with the VR and first-person things. So basically, I believe the Resident Evil is just going to not follow a trend but it's going to be dictated by what tech is available at the time and with VR being so prominent and getting a huge resurgence with this PSVR 2 you got to wonder is that going to be their next sort of like big foray experience that they're just going to deep dive into that and make the most of because what does the PSVR 2 add that the original didn't is it just better one-to-one motion controls Kind of. It's a. I, funnily enough, I was talking to Scott about this in the wind-up uh, when we recorded that earlier. Like to me, it's a sense of scale. It's a sense of immersion. You know, okay. I look at the the werewolves in Resident Evil Eight, and they're they're a really cool design, but they didn't scare me in the same way that mm-hmm. the Molded or Jack Baker did in Resi Seven. But when you have that kind of one-to-one scale, and you're looking at these, you know, really terrifying creature designs, and they're actually imposing on you, there's something about that that elevates the core experience. It's been in fully control of your character which you try to get in first person that's the whole point of first person right mm-hmm. you're put in the shoes of someone you're put in their eyeballs that's that the, the the disconnect between your controller and that person on a screen is kind of non-existent in vr mm-hmm. and it's just that extra level of you are this person uh, you're living through their eyes that i think that it it uh, accentuates do you think that that's why the um, uh, 7 and 8 have been so successful and because it's obviously Ethan Winters uh, telling a more personal tale from their perspective in every mm. sense of the word? Do we think that going forward that Resident Evil is going to adopt more of this sort of like, because we're done with Umbrella, we're done with Tricell, we're done with all of these. Of, of course they appear in the background as the shadowy organisations behind all the bioweapons, but you've got to think to yourself, 
are we getting into more success by going into personal stories when dealing with extra weird natures and spawn offspring of the uh, Resident Evil well, franchise? That's, that's one thing I was going to ask is like that idea of like Resident Evil's had like its cast of characters for like 20 odd years or whatever. Yeah. It's now more than that. And that idea of like Ethan was like a new character, obviously in REA, I guess spoilers, you know, that doesn't seem like that dude is making it out of there. <laughs> Although people did mind the background of that one bonus scene and it is him in the distance. Oh, walking yeah, walking back with the car. Rose. Yeah. Yeah, so like, but I don't know if that's like a vision and Rose can see it or whatever. But either way, that that would be a way for them to flesh things out. But I, I wonder how much people want that original cast of characters because it's always like next Resident Evil game, which main character are we getting? And people love the Chris scene in uh, in Village, like when you finally get to yeah. go in as him. Um, and that sort of worked because you started as someone like Ethan for so long. So that was one of me one of my talking points was like, do they need to get away from that almost like Avengers approach? Because like they were doing all that stuff long before the MCU, yeah. long before the idea of like hero shooters or hero based games and they just kind of became as larger than life over time Um, and it's like that idea of like yeah do you do a resi without any of them I think they've done well over the past few years at reinventing some of those characters like we're about to get Mm. Resident Evil 4 which was the game originally that kind of made Leon S. Kennedy this larger than life, you know, action hero, essentially. We all loved him because of that, but does he fit mm. with kind of like a scarier era? And I don't think he necessarily does. And I think it's interesting that with this upcoming Resident Evil 4, he's obviously matured since Resi 2, where he is this kind of rookie cop who's really capable, but he's he's not necessarily like the full-on anime-style yeah. action hero yet. Hmm. And I think they've managed to quite blend it quite nicely, where you have these larger-than-life characters still, and they retain some of their personality. But there's more, and this might sound weird, there's more humanity to their characterization, or at least their presentation this time around. They feel more like human beings they feel more like characters even if they do even if they are still exaggerated versions of them it's it's because they're fallible um isn't it it's like it's you look at the resident evil 2 remakes versions of uh claire and uh leon and you're just Mm -hmm. kind of like oh they really are the fish out of water in this scenario they don't have a clue what's going on they are making it through by the skin of their teeth in each of these scenarios and it's like how do we apply that mentality to the new Resident Evil 4 remake that's coming out? Because, like you said, in that one, he's a stone-cold killer. He's learnt a lot of lessons since those two points there, but we are nowhere near the same level uh, with our current version of what Leon is. So are they going to have the supporting characters, like, complete him, that puzzle of Mm. what a hero is? Or is he just going to suddenly be, no, no, I actually did find my action pants today and I am ready to (laughs) kick ass. (laughs) I I feel that that less believable. I, 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 I might not enjoy that remake as much if they don't put in some, like, flaws into the character. Mm. Maybe I'm looking too much, though. Maybe I'm looking too much. One thing I'm curious about, just to lay this out as another, like, talking point, is, like, the idea of them over time re-approaching RE2, RE3. Like, 3 didn't go down very well. You know, 2 was obviously incredible. And it's that idea of, like, are we just remaking, like, are they going to remake 5 after this? Are they going to remake 6 to get back up to speed, quote-unquote, so that you have, like, new age versions of all those games? Um, And, like, do they redo parts of 6 to try and iron out, like, which bits bits they want to keep gameplay-wise and plot-wise? They'll get in touch with Josh. Josh will just, like, go through the (laughs) checklist to say like oh i can't can't find any flab to cut here but let's let's add another campaign in let's get some more jake wesker dlc but i think um yeah i'm just curious like what do they think their character arcs are because even talking about like leon and re2 leon and re4 and then i guess you can jump to leon and re6 like there is an arc there of a rookie becoming a badass kind of thing and it's like i I wonder whether they just leave the old games there Mm. or like (sighs) 
you know, how so, much do they want to ground these things? So much of the appeal of Resident Evil as a whole to me is the fact that it is kind of a mess and it is a walking paradox. <laughs> you know, I, yeah. I can come on this podcast and say I love it when they go more horror-based, but at the same time, my favorite thing about Ethan Winters as a character is that he constantly gets his hand chopped off and he glues <laughs> yeah. it back together <laughs> with the herb medicine that he has. Like, if you didn't have that element balancing out the horror... To me, it wouldn't be Resident Evil. And that's such a tight rope to walk because you lean too heavily in one way, you lose the horror. You lean too heavily another way, and it loses its Resident Evilness almost. Mm-hmm. It becomes just another mm-hmm. horror franchise inspired by its inspirations. So it's almost like an impossible task to create one of these games for me or to create one of these characters. And I think that's why they have stuckled, stuckled? Uh, struggled with original characters outside of Ethan Winters and Mia over the past few years because it's, mm-hmm. it's really hard to capture that magic. Resident Evil 4 original, the tonal shifts that game makes should be impossible should not be (laughs) done by any other game no one else should attempt to do it it only got away with it because it was lightning in a bottle and you can Mm. it's it's hard to manufacture that i think it's so weird going back to like the original nowadays and just like you remember it being like a 10 on 10 game like it's the best thing since sliced jesus but then as soon as you actually sit down and be like wait a minute did i just have to run away from a giant mechanical stone statue of this guy who's got a real napoleon complex hang about did i just have to go through an entire mine section that was somehow hidden inside a castle what is the logistics of the- <laughs> is the this bloody dark souls like it's just bloody mad well, it's always been part of its dna right like you go yeah. back to um resident evil 2 which you know it's is is has a striking aesthetic because because it takes place, quote-unquote, in the real world, in recognisable yeah. streets with mm. recognisable vehicles, recognisable guns, characters, and whatever, and then you go into a police station that's kitted out, and the excuse yeah. is like, what was it? Like, oh, this is an old museum, oh, and no, the no, guy no, no. loved the, truth. It was made by the same guy. Yeah, yeah I love that, because it, like when, uh, obviously, video games back in the day, they didn't need to have that logic. It was just, this is just how it is. Accept how it is. Do, flo- do platforms float in real life? No, you idiot, but here they do. Get on with it. But then it was like, <laughs> the, uh, people start asking questions. They're like, oh, lads, like pulling at their, like, that collar side. How do, we, how do we explain this away? So, okay, I've got an idea. What if the person who built all of these underground secret labs and these secret houses as a joke for party guests but somehow <laughs> contained deadly traps also just built 90% of the other things are here? So, do you not think somebody would have mentioned that? Like, like there doesn't seem to be like a lot of like tight-lipped construction workers around uh, Raccoon City. It's like, <laughs> don't worry, we'll kill all of them. Will that not arouse suspicion either? Don't worry, we'll all be dead before it comes out anyway. The genius <laughs> holds through. Was that, that was Oswald, is that Oswald Spencer? So Oswald the, Spencer the was the inventor? mansion. He was the one that contracted this other guy who was Lisa Trevor's dad uh, okay. who uh, then they Trev. killed the mother and father and kept her there because she kept on being experimented on and wouldn't die it's again another sub story that was added into the Resident Evil 1 remake okay because yeah that, like that idea of the sort of the campiness of it like the over the top stuff all the, the ridiculous cutscenes in RE1 yeah. that's as much DNA as much of Resident Evil's DNA as the dog jump scare which like always gets held up as like oh the terrifying moment in gaming and they've like walked that line it could um, but it yeah, could, yeah, I first wonder... game by the way could have flopped so hard like think, yeah. think about it like if you go back to it now the mechanics of using a tank control system in a survival horror game like that it's that is the worst objectively the worst thing you can give like as a control scheme to a survival horror game and then it's like that oh i did know about that, that, that i'd push i love that controls. that dialogue is awful as well like yeah. there's so many things that could have gone so wrong with it and yet it was just like uh, josh was saying before it's that lightning in a bottle where you can't really explain it by the sum of its parts but it just is mm. it just is that good 
I wonder if they would ever go back. They absolutely would not do this for the next main installment, but if they would ever do something that is more isometric again mm-hmm. and you just like, change the combat around, like I would take that as a, a hybrid. This is what I'm wanting, fellas, because you know what? The mainline series is hopefully going to continue to reinvent itself. We've had the remake era where we've had incredible versions or what looks like incredible versions of two, less so three, but still pretty good, and then mm. four upcoming. And whether that continues or not, it's, it's cool either way. After that, if we're going to continue having a Resident Evil every year, which it seems like Capcom wants, and if we're going to have a long stint between uh, the main games and even the remakes at this point, why not supplement that with a classic isometric experience? A proper tank mm-hmm. control Resident Evil throwback in the vein of the Resident Evil 1 remake. Because if something... like these kind of retro experiences, I think... Uh, all the rage right now you know people love <laughs> going back to you know those kind of isometric rpgs that used to define the rpg kind of entire genre your old fallouts your yeah, stuff like yeah, that yeah, yeah, your yeah, pillars yeah. of and eternity the they get a resurgence you know we go back to classic legend of zelda style systems mm-hmm. and mechanics that gets a resurgence why can't resident evil and survival horror have its moment because we have seen mm. so many imitators adopt that retro style and find success whether it's not one-to-one or not something like signalis came out last year obviously heavily inspired by early resident evil games everyone loved it if resident evil themselves did it doesn't have to be as lavish from a production standpoint doesn't have to have as much money pumped into it but Mm -hmm. give us that on the side like that's such a good way for me to kind of oh in my opinion to um help keep this franchise alive essentially do you know what the perfect game that already exists within their library that would make that a dream come true? Outbreak. Mm-hmm. If they did a remaster of the Outbreak files but kept the isometric thing but just focused on the multiplayer co-op aspects of survival. I was going to say, was that the PS2 online? Yeah, one? yeah, yeah, because it was right. one of those things where it was so ahead of its time. Again, it goes back to my original argument that um, Resident Evil's always been the ones that embrace tech, whether good or bad, and it always just seems to be that's what dictates it. It mm-hmm. would... Because it goes against their ethos as it were of always moving with tech to do something that is isometric and old school or retro but if they framed it around remastering outbreak and Mm -hmm. did it so that it was focusing on the multiplayer aspect of it then they would have that retro aspect that would probably shift by the bucket loads and (laughs) they'd be doing a great honor to a game that did not get its time in the sun i don't know if you guys even Mm -hmm. uh, played the ps2 version yeah to get the modem for it i remember i got the modem to play metal gear substance and then i managed to log into resident evil but you had to make an account for it or whatever i I remember not being able to get it to work it basically shot itself in the foot with like how much work it was to get it working and then no one was online anyway (laughs) It was one of those games with such a striking cover. I can't remember whether it was Outbreak 1 or 2 where it was just sort of like a white background. It said yeah. Resident yep. Evil Outbreak and it had like the zombie hands yeah, coming yeah, towards yeah, you. Yeah, and I just yeah. thought from that From the side looks, of the frame. Yeah, from the side of the frame. I thought that looked sick as a kid. I'll tell you mm-hmm. what, I'll tell you what, Josh. In the second one, it had zombie elephants in. I tell what? you what, this game needs more love. <laughs> it is absolutely brilliant. Like, I think that you can play it. Yeah, they sing- did a second you, one. You, you can play it single player. I'm pretty sure you can play it offline. So yeah, I okay. would say that if you've if you're a Resident Evil aficionado, go get a copy of that because it cannot. It's not going to be more than like a couple of quid at this point in time. Because I don't know if they're still doing the RE verse that weird like multiplayer PvP oh, thing. <laughs> like I don't think anyone wants that thing, and it's like, but I, that idea of 
someone, some big wig at Capcom being like, how do we tap into what the kids are into? And then trying to find some way of forcing a multiplayer component in. Because I feel like um, Revelations 1 and 2 did it really, really well. Obviously, it was only a co-op uh, style thing. Yeah. But if you want to do something wider than that, like you said, it's like that idea of almost the Resident Evil meets four-player co-op, or I guess a six- or eight-player co-op. Yeah. Um, I would take something like that mm-hmm. as a way of... Uh, trying something new anyway. I think I'm shaking my head because I think it's tried it too many times. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Before we go any further, I want to talk to you about today's sponsor, Masterclass. With the amount of time we spend discussing and analyzing video games on this channel, it's always good to understand exactly how these experiences are put together. And fortunately for me, I can do just that with Masterclass. With Masterclass's streaming service, you can learn from the best to become your best, studying and growing with over 200 plus of the world's leading instructors. For me, I've been having a blast using a class on video game design by The Sims creator Will Wright to find out exactly how game mechanics are designed around player psychology as well as learning how important playtesting is to shipping the titles that you and I both love. But it hasn't stopped there, as I've also been brushing up on my practical filmmaking skills directly from my favourite movie director Martin Scorsese, as well as trying to get back in the cooking game with Roy Choi's amazing course on intuitive cooking. Seriously, my kitchen is a mess, but my belly has never been more grateful. For just $10 a month, an annual membership with Masterclass gets you unlimited access to courses on your phone, computer, smart TV, or even via audio-only modes. Even better, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and 88% of members feel that the service has made a positive impact on their lives. And to put the cherry on top of that cake, right now, what culture gaming listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com forward slash gaming. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash gaming. What's that? You want it one more time? Well, that's the URL masterclass.com forward slash gaming. Right, now I'm going to watch Tony Hawk try to teach me how to ollie properly. I'll see you all soon. Fellas, you know, we've Probably. had Operation Raccoon City. We've had Ooh. Umbrella Cause. <laughs> Umbrella Corp, sorry. That's, you know, try to take, try to take, <laughs> it's like Dylan going electric. It's trying to take <laughs> Resident Evil multiplayer. <laughs> we've got Reverse now, and it's, it's just never worked, and it sucks because I want some of these games to work, but it's just, I feel you know like what? they've tried. The, the the concept of reverse actually is a really sound one. The idea of like you fighting and then one of you becomes one of the iconic big bads from the series is a great thing on paper. Mm. It's just why have they made this game so unappealing to control? It's, it's just, just like, like a weird like asset flip thing. It's like we sort of just took these models yeah. and threw them in these environments. Like it just looks like the weird like a game jam. And you know like what? Like People were still completely um, like burned on the idea of it ever since that. 
it was let's let's face fact it was the reason why the resident evil 3 remake wasn't as good as everyone expected because they mm. launched it alongside it was like you buy resident evil 3 remake and you get this air quotes for free but the amount of dev time that was spent on that should clearly have just gone back into the original game to expand out a few areas uh maybe cut a bit of padding that was just chucked in maybe just expand the amount of time you spend with nemesis for christ's sake i mean mm. he's the titular star of the show and yet he goes from awesome bin bag form to dog form in about 40 minutes and it's just like dude, like get this pedigree chump out of here <laughs> I hate how fast all this stuff with RE3 happened. Like, mm. I thought that was just so rushed. I guess a kid me thought that you spent so long like just surviving in the city with him bursting out of all yeah. the different corners, all that, that weird decision-making stuff you had to do, dun, dun, um, all those different parts dun, and everything. Dun, dun, yeah, like that was yeah. such a cool idea for like 1998 or whatever. I thought it was sweet. Um, one wider thing I was going to talk about was um, just villains in general. So I guess Nemesis kind of factors in, Mr. Sure. X kind of factors in, the idea of like AI systems uh, in general. Because I feel like me and Josh were talking about this before you were recording, but like Resident Evil themselves, like obviously the original the original trilogy is sort of known like Resident Evil is known as a zombie franchise like a zombie um, overall IP or whatever but RE4 it was like they brought in the Las Plagas like I mm-hmm. feel like that was because of um, 28 Days for me that was because of 28 Days Later's impact on yeah. entertainment yeah. where it was like zombies run now and um, what else can you think of and then we had Las Plagas um, and then so like RE5 and 6 like RE5 you had infected people again and, and it was Las Plagas again 6 it was kind of back to zombies but they had guns and stuff it was just all over the place yeah. and then 7 it was the molded and then eight was the molded again, or it was like that um, the meta the meta thing or the mega yeah, yeah. thing. And I just feel like they you talk about like them going in cycles of like sort of like stumbling through this. Mm. It's almost like they don't want to fully commit to the zombie stuff, so they kind of do weird tweaks on it. But it depends what they would do going forward. I wonder why they are so abjectly against the zombie idea. I guess because they're trying to tie it to different viruses. So it was just that that one yeah. virus recreated this sort of like uh, the idea of a living the living dead, and it changes each mm. and every time. But the more that we start to move towards these almost like mini Godzilla monster movies of the week style thing like <laughs> the molded I did not find scary in the slightest no. I was like you've literally just taken the most basic design of you said to a kid here's a marker pen draw me a monster oh you've drawn a squiggle with teeth thank you very much yeah, lit- yeah literally yeah. imagine that the, the weird like the clumps from the 2016 Suicide Squad that they fight that oh, is like yeah. weird like yeah, polygonal yeah. Yeah. like messes like it wasn't anything so like, they cannot it- be bothered to think of anything <laughs> <laughs> again I think it's what you were saying earlier Jules I think the enemies that we've seen so far have been dictated by the tech and the style of gameplay you know you have the tank controls you have like the slower gameplay of the original series what's the perfect enemy to complement that kind of style it's slow shambling zombies who are creeping up on you you move to third person and you have more control of your aim but you still can't move while you're aiming you're still static Mm -hmm. what's the natural progression of that well it's zombies but it's zombies who have melee weapons you can throw stuff at you and are a little bit faster and come in Mm -hmm. packs because you can aim them better aim you know aim at their their limbs aim at the objects coming towards you but uh, they're still slow because you have that lack of mobility you jump to first person and you suddenly have so much more control of your aim but you've got that narrow field of view so now again you can have the agile monsters but you might only have a couple on on screen at a time again with like the Mm -hmm. one or two molder that you would fight and it's interesting to see where they would go from here because it's almost like to me they perfected each of those eras and all of the enemies that they've introduced have a kind of fully complemented the style of gameplay they're going towards so to me i would love to see zombies return 
It just depends in what way. I think Resident Evil 2 made a really smart decision of making the zombies more formidable. They would yeah, they take were a, so scary, man. <laughs> yeah, they would take a bunch of headshots. They would keep going after you. Kind of took out their legs, and it was more about it was kind of closer to Dead Space and the strategic dismemberment. Yes. Like yeah. you couldn't necessarily put them down reliably, and even if you thought they were dead, they would get up kind of like Crimson Heads, so it was more a case of they're obstacles and not enemies. It's how am mm-hmm. I going to clear out this room so they're not a problem afterwards, which I thought was a cool workaround, and I wonder if they can reinvent them in the same way again for first mm. person, maybe. I do mm-hmm. I do think that the zombies, uh, they are the best monster that they have created, even though they haven't created them. It's the best one that they've popularized within uh, the video game medium, because as much as you can look at the... What were the enemies you fought from Resident Evil Revelations? The weird blobby creatures that were on the ship. Uh, they had a funny name as well. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, they, they are all good in their own right, like you say, Josh. But I just think that you can't beat the zombies. I still think that Resident Evil 2 Remake is if it's, it's one of, if not the perfect survival it's horror like game. It's quintessential Resident Evil, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's one of those things where I, it feels odd to recommend it because it feels so recent in the grand scheme of things, but it is recommended playing for horror fans. Like, it's, it's that good at how it deals mm-hmm. enemy AI, the way that you could be tracking them with your movement of the cursor, and then they'll just do a little head bob here and there, and you're like, oh, <laughs> you bastard! How, da- how dare you move out of the way of my gun! I guess that's the thing they want to like that's what I'm saying about like how they sort of innovate on like zombie AI where I really like the thing that they did in two where if you shot a dude in the stomach with a shotgun the top half still crawls after you and it's like that's a nice or a fun innovation on something that is so old and so done um, for the most part I wonder as well in terms of like character abilities like in uh, Shadows of Rose I haven't played Shadows of Rose but I've seen a lot of like footage of it um, you do get access to more of like Rose's powers Mm -hmm. in general and that's something that they were sort of teasing across like RE8 and it's like that idea of like because I was wondering like what did they have in, mo- in in mind for RE9 because RE7's DLC was like expansions of existing characters and stuff you didn't really it's not like, you, like in 8 you jump ahead and it's like, okay now she's growing up this is what she's up to yeah. and whatever I, I always thought RE9 would be a Rose game anyway so the fact that they did that for RE8 makes me wonder if RE9 is a whole separate thing but if they did it for a full-fledged story with her at the forefront and they've already shown that her powers can work within the game world what you've done mm. then is you've completely elevated and changed Resident Evil again as to what it is because it's now a survival yeah horror with psychic elements and if we're starting to move towards a Galarian's uh, game and if you know that game from the PlayStation 1 my god that is a deep cut I'm, I'm looking at I'm looking <laughs> over there Josh is a sweet smug of like in a summer field he's like I have no idea PS1 nope. game Galarian's you play as a kid who gets psychic powers and it's like a survival horror game it is so bad but I love it so much <laughs> like it's brilliant fun <laughs> Like, full-on superpowers is, like, one thing they've never done. They kind of, like, have bits of it. it I, those are some of the weakest parts, I guess, in terms of, like, characters that are ele- elevating. Like, that weird sort of mech fight you do against that dude it, in uh, Village. Like, it, it, yeah. it would be kind of ironic if the whole way through... Let's just go back to, like, Albert Wesker's ideal plan of, like, I want to be the super soldier, the one super soldier on this planet. Basically, I want to be Homelander. That's his entire gimmick, yeah. isn't it? And then... His plans and all of Umbrellas and all of Tricells have failed so spectacularly that now the protagonist of the game is the actual most OP superpowered soldier with actual <laughs> psychic powers who isn't mutated. It's like, oh, sucks to be you then, doesn't it? Yeah. My take on this, fellas, and it might not be a popular one, is that Resident Evil as a game is kind of only scary because you are a bag of flesh who can be devoured even by one monster. And I <laughs> yeah. don't want to get uh, yeah. too 
powerful. I like that I'm just someone is is over the top as they might be in Leon S. Kennedy in Resident Evil 4, Chris Redfield in Resident Evil 5 and 6, uh, who is capable but ultimately is just a guy with a gun and if you make a mistake with one enemy, they will jump on your face and they will like mm-hmm. rip it apart. <laughs> That's kind of like the appeal of the horror to me. And I thought Resident Evil 4 and even 8 like struck a really good balance of making you someone who is initially not that capable, who becomes more familiar with weapons and taking out these monsters. And it's, it's that thrill of overcoming the enemy. And I just, no matter what gameplay style it has, I want that kind of same curve of initially being terrified by these things and then in hour 12, feeling confident enough to take out an entire room of them. And then in mm-hmm. hour 15, you leading them around, shooting them once just to stun them, <laughs> pushing past them, flipping them the finger as you do so. Yeah, like flipping off um, Mr. X as he's walking around there. Just go like, oh, you want to come Shoot into this room, mate? It's the clock tower. Can't come in here, can you, big idiot? You big <laughs> willy. You big willy, mate. I feel like, I'm going to make a weird comparison here, but I feel like Resident Evil needs its My Hero Academia moment. Ooh. And I mean that you are you tell a much more interesting story when you are a regular person in a world of heroes than you do when you are another one of those yeah, heroes. Yeah, true. Which is kind of what you were saying, Josh. And I just I wonder that whole thing the reason that the all the Chris stuff in Village was so cool was because you knew you were underpowered compared to him and he like held all the cards all the story pull of like what's he really doing and I feel like you can do a lot more with uh, like what secret government business are the, the stars people up to and then what, what am I how do I factor in and then um, getting caught up in all that stuff and not being able to fend for yourself in those combat scenarios it is interestingly I think one of the major mistakes that the original Resident Evil movie series made and I like that series for how ridiculous ridiculous it is but <laughs> there's no horror there because your hero alice is I literally someone with yeah. superpowers and it's yeah. like that is cool yeah. to see but it's the for me the whole appeal of resident evil is that you have these huge personalities yes but they are not superheroes at the end of the day they're capable of insane things they're able to punch a boulder into a volcano at times <laughs> but uh the best versions of those characters are a little more fallible like you were saying and a little bit more vulnerable and uh yeah. fragile almost that's a question. If they if they do end up remaking RE five and six, do they take out the boulder punch? Do they take out the stuff? Nope, that they lean into the it. IP? They lean into yeah. it. They have even more boulders. They have one of the bosses be called the boulder, and you take it on and you punch it into it. And uh, Wesker John pops boulder. out again, even though you've pushed him into the volcano. He pops out one more time to go crash, oh but then the boulder lands on top of him this time and crushes him again. So it was actually they would do a boulder a boulder with a mouth, yeah, just definitely, screaming definitely. at you. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. I've got one thing to ask you guys, and I know we've already yeah. talked about villains but i think such a defining part of the series's history and current history is the idea of like a persistent enemy whether that's mm, mr x mm, who we've talked mm, about mm. nemesis lady demetresque in resident evil 8 or at least for a little bit of it and me personally i love that that facilitates these exceptional and memorable villains but i'm kind of over from a gameplay perspective the idea of being constantly chased by someone yeah. i can mm. i like that here and there but as a franchise defining thing i wonder whether me and resident evil are just kind of going on separate paths and it's like you're doing that and i respect why but it might not be for me yeah no i I think if they if if they hadn't burned that card so fast on the remake of three Mm -hmm. like two was so like oh my god they've like almost come up with a new idea i mean obviously we've had pursuer enemies in like alien isolation but like the whole thing with like now it's capcom doing it it's resident evil doing it it's mr x like they're sort of doubling down on this idea of making it an identifiable factor and then nemesis felt like a worse version of mr x Mm -hmm. and it's like you needed that escalation of what the ai like if that ai can second guess you where like you think you're out you're outwitting it so you go around a different way or you put a trap down or whatever but it knows 
what you're going to do. Like, it, that whole way that Creative Assembly came up with, um, in isolation, there's like two AI brains yeah. that talk to each yeah, other, yeah. and that's how it determines how much it can track you. I think something like that, it needs that overhaul, or it needs that, like, we need to know as a, we need to uh, feel as a player that we have no idea how it's even tracking us or something. Or maybe the level itself is imbued with some sort of fungus that does something. I don't know, whatever. I've been watching The Last of Us, but I feel like they could do something um, with that that would sort of capitalize on the uh, the promise of Mr. X that sort of seemed like it was going to go in a direction that they just didn't. Well, think about how um, they dealt with it in Metroid Dread with the Emmy robots. Oh. Like, they did it perfectly there oh. because they did hunt you down relentlessly, but they were limited to certain areas. And mm. I feel like if you did it so that it's like, you're entering the danger zone, tyrants have been seen in the area or whatever, and you go there, then you have every excuse for Capcom to dial up the difficulty, to have them absolutely pummel you into the ground for even the slightest mistake. Because it mm. te- then tells you, you are relatively safe outside of these areas but you know going in there that you are about to risk everything that's how you keep a persistent-ish enemy more relevant by dialing the difficulty but lowering the cost of the player if they don't want to go into that area Mm. maybe how you could do the isometric stuff like if you came into a room and the camera's way more in the distance you're know, like a little small character at the top of the frame and it's like you've got to explore this whole thing Mate, just just bring back cool. the um, the boom choice systems if you're going to do isometric stuff <laughs> yes. like that make it so that you have to make a split second choice of fight nemesis now run away like mm-hmm. the rewards are, are great here but you will probably get your ass handed to you because mm-hmm. of the fact that it's a persistent enemy you don't get that choice and unfortunately after like hour 12 when Josh was saying you've started to become used to the mechanics you're starting to just go like oh Jack why don't you just piss off mate seriously like like will you just go <laughs> away because you're not even like scary anymore I know how to no, be- I know no. how to beat your AI you're just getting in the way of me uh, solving this puzzle quicker which is what happened with Mr. X as well where it's like I need to turn this crank in this room mm-hmm. but he keeps standing in the way of it so I have to kite him over here and then come back oh it's a nightmare if you're trying to do those um, uh, is it the hardcore S rank runs when you're just there like you only have two and a half hours or or two hours to play with and you're like sitting in here for like 15 seconds waiting for you to go away it's like killing my run come on dude like that's why the Crimson Heads, I think, work so well, because they're oh, not yeah. pursuer enemies like yeah. the ones we've been talking about, but they accomplish the same job for me, and they instill a sense of inevitable dread if you know about them. You know, you might play the Resident Evil 1 remake and have no idea that Crimson Heads exist. If you don't mm. know what Crimson Heads are, they're essentially dead zombies that come back to life and are even stronger. So yep. you take out a zombie in a room and you don't burn the body, you know there's a chance if you go back to that room later on in the game, they're going to be back, and not only are they going to be back they're going to be bloodthirsty they're going to be stronger they're going to be more powerful i love that as a concept and i want to see Mm. it played with more but obviously the only way you can play with that more is if you have similar level design and have a game that encourages you to go back through spaces rather than a more linear progression where you're not returning to areas i thought they could have added it into resident evil 8 because Mm -hmm. you go back to a lot of areas in that game and sometimes enemies do get back up they get back up in resi 2 but not in the same way and not it doesn't fill you with the same dread of, oh my God, I did not deal with that zombie in that hallway yeah. <laughs> and I know that hallway is going to be integral to my progression. I'm going to have to go back and it's a problem future Josh has to solve. I think that taps <laughs> into something really uh, unique. I love the fact that uh, as well that Resident Evil 2 Remake showcased, I think it was three different new zombie enemy types and then they just never appeared in any other game going forward because in the 
Ghost Survivors DLC, they added in one new enemy per DLC pack that they dropped. So I think that one of them has like the pale heads where they can never die, but they get slowed down if you shoot into them. Um, oh, okay. Then there was one that's like a poison zombie. And I can't remember what the other one was actually, but I know that there was another type of zombie they added in. And it just mm-hmm. meant that they can revolutionize their own concept of using zombies in different ways, but they just haven't seemed to do that yet. I, I, like, I, I like the... Well, yeah, four, the idea four may that. prove me wrong, though, to be fair. They might put them all in four. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, I like the idea of them applying the virus. Like, the virus stuff lets them do anything. They can be like, yeah. this, like, even with Lady Dimitres, like when she mutates, she's like a weird giant flying horse Pegasus yeah. thing. And it's like, what the hell is this? But like, that's some weird strand of the virus just has that as an effect to it. But um, yeah, speaking of like sections of levels that are super intense, or the idea of like making it so that like some enemies are locked to certain parts of the level. I remember like the the upstairs like um, liquor corridor in RE2 Ooh, remake. Yeah. Um, Ooh, where yeah, I just remember thinking yeah. that was so cool um, and like walking through that main corridor. And it it was back when I was in the big light days, so it tells you how effective that stuff was. Um, where I couldn't, I knew it was in the room, I could hear it breathing, but I couldn't see it. And it was like when you have to hunt like a big spider in real life. And I'm just like looking around each wall. And I literally, honestly, complete truth, looked like panned the camera to the left and it was on the wall next Ooh. to me. It was just right there. And I was just like, it was just, <laughs> its tongue was just hanging down. And I just sort of like did that almost like a real life reaction of like, oh, okay, I'll just have to slowly <laughs> meander around this. But it was so, so effective. And I was like, if you could tap into that, um, the creepy crawly kind of feeling, because they've had bits of that in Resident Evil with literal mm-hmm. spiders, um, but that was just so effective. And I was like, for whatever reason, it placed it there. Um, and it was probably there when I entered the corridor in the first place. But I, the fact that I didn't know and then found it myself was just unbelievably effective and just creepy as hell. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is that. We should close on, I guess, general thoughts on where we're at on Resident Evil. It's one of the most beloved IPs on the planet. RE4 is coming out in a couple of weeks. Um, Jules, where you are on it? What do you want to do? You want main, more main installment you want more, more remix uh, I am dead excited for it right now because after Resident Evil 8 uh, added in so much love and care after it had had its mm. uh, release I thought that was an exceptional choice uh, a classy move by Capcom and uh, Resident <laughs> Evil 4 I really hope it lives up to the hype uh, everything that I've seen so far seems to be suggesting that it will do and mm. I think that in terms of where I want the series to go next I personally I could wait for another mainline installment because I do think that we've got uh, the likes of Resident Evil 0 we've got the likes of uh, Code Veronica and maybe even some of the first person games like Dead Aim that could deserve the remake mm. treatment and still fit in with what Resident Evil is currently like josh was saying if we want to lean into the psvr stuff imagine like a, a survivor game or a dead aim game that is the on the rail shooter but with the resident is evil that, franchise thing is dead aim the one that's on the ship uh, no so d- that's uh, oh that is revelations one that one um no no there was one that was on like the ps1 there's a light gun one that was like set on a ship and as oh, I'm just I, can't, I can't remember it. but i know that there was one that was like dead aim and the other one was survivor i think right but they might be I'm the same game like, but with us and uk names i can't remember off the top of my, but either if way they did, do that <laughs> yeah if they did a third person one that was on a ship that would just be cold fear and I'm, I'm oh yeah <laughs> super what a game just, what a just game man. putting cold fear on a modern platform i also Josh remember Wade. that you let you play as what whatever first person resident evil game i'm thinking of it let you play as mm-hmm. albert wesker uh, because mm. it was like him after he got his ass handed to him by the tyrant and he stands up yeah. and he just goes like, well then, better, guess I better get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I do not remember that, but 
I wish I did. Josh, Josh Brown, what do you think? Um, I, I want everything, fellas. I want yeah, more fair. mainline games that continue <laughs> to reinvent themselves. I want more remakes. I would happily continue to live in a world where we get a 5 remake, where we get a 0 remake, mm-hmm. where we get a Cold Veronica remake, an Outbreak remake. Just keep going and keep making those old games uh, keep bloody better going. in some cases. I also want those isometric titles that I was talking about mm-hmm. earlier. But most importantly, I don't want the franchise to stagnate because I think it's in a really good spot right now but every time resident evil is in a good spot it starts to make mistakes we get resident evil 6 we get an over-reliance on you know resident evil 3 style gameplay we get a bunch of spin-offs that don't quite hit and in the franchise starts to scramble i'm hopeful that this year with the likes of the dead space remake coming out with silent Mm -hmm. hill returning Capcom will get well will maintain its constant need to innovate because it's got competitors breathing down its neck now finally after a period hmm. of kind of just a monopoly on big budget survival horror gameplay so hopefully we get a bit of everything and it just kind of continues to keep moving at the pace that it's in cuz I think it's at a good spot I wonder if it's stronger as a wider brand than a single installment thing. Like, the thing is, I want them to do, round off whatever this trilogy is, if it is a trilogy of titles, maybe with Rose, whatever you do, and then do something insane for Resident Evil 10. I think it just feels like a big landmark thing that you should do a big 10th installment story thing. But yeah, like the amount, when we just covered there, the amount of different different strands they have going on, like the remakes and all the spinoffs and the different perspectives and like first-person Resi, third-person Resi, isometric Resi, like, I feel like there's so much scope there to do. And even the little spin like Revelations are so beloved like Revelations 1 is like kind of touted touted as like this Resident Evil 4 style like one of the last times they just did an over shoulder one that wasn't ridiculous and I feel like that could be something that like that style is something that like took off uh, over time but yeah I think I'm up for everything as well it's all pretty good Resident Evil's quite nice hey just like this podcast I was going to say Resident Evil's good isn't it that's what we always come to the conclusion of every time we do a Resident Evil podcast what a good series I was thinking that I was like the amount it's quite good that at the end of it we don't need a specific thing that it is so like the stumbling nature of it as Jules said at the very very beginning is that is its greatest strength mm-hmm. and the fact that we don't want a specific thing um, that it is quite experimental and is known for that is in itself like, an insanely good quality um, kind of like a Metal Gear or something I don't um, yeah yeah I don't think that happens with any other series like you see other, no. thing, other no. series try to do something new and everyone's like what's this this isn't what X series is but now you can say the next Resident Evil is going to have werewolves in it and witches and giant He's vampire ladies. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's like, oh, that sounds weird, but it's probably going to be mint. It's probably okay. going to be great. Excellent. Yeah. We've got telekinesis this time. Yeah, okay, sure. Um, but anyway, this has been the World Culture Gaming Podcast. I've been your host, Scott Tilford, joined by Jules Gill. Thank you very much for having me. And Josh Brown. Always a pleasure, fellas. Always a pleasure to be heard by every single one of you. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll catch you next week. Stores, Goodbye. Boys. Boys. Resident Evil.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.